Hi friends, this is Hannah Nitz, and we are so glad that you're joining us this week for Weekend Extra. I'm here with the Bogue man himself to <laughs> talk through the sermon and just come up with some follow-up questions. So thanks for joining us for this. Uh, Jeff, you have been walking us through five assumptions about God, yep. and we're two down, yep. three to go. Okay. And I just don't think it's going to get better than this one. Uh, I you, think you should have saved this for number I five. I think it peaked early for sure. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I really do. So I loved this whole conversation. I loved as um, you are helping us walk through this assumption we have of all God wants me to do is go to church. Yep. And one of the things that I loved how you described it, like why we have this assumption, is you said a lot of times we view the church as an organization. Like this is this organization, this is this kind of thing that's a little bit distant from us. And then you like smacked that out and said, but actually (laughs) it's something super different. Yeah. It's we are the church. The church is a family. The church is the body. You use this crazy term, the church is the bride, like right. all these very intimate things. And as I was sitting there, I was thinking, man, so many people in this room are probably like, uh-oh. Like the reason I'm here yeah. is because I view church as an organization, is right. because I am supposed to be here. So what would you say to those friends? Like how would they even start to like make that mental jump yeah, just that whole transition. So that's a great question. And and I think where you start is by by building your frame of reference about the church around Jesus's descriptions of it. So if, if you looked and said, if the church is a family, for instance, is one of the metaphors that Christ uses for it, I would look and say, well, how does a family function? Right now, if you're from a healthy family, it's a great description. If you're from a dysfunctional family, it's harder, right? But look and say, okay, what does a family do? Do they gather? They love each other. They go out of their way. Blood is thicker than water. Like all those kind of things, and you start to realize, okay, those are my spiritual relationships. That's different than going and uh, paying your cell phone bill. It's different than interacting with an institution or, or, or an organization. And then you kick it over into marriage. Same thing. If you are if you come from a broken home, it gets complicated. But if you're from a healthy home or if you want to have one, you would say, okay, well, if I was going to marry somebody, what would I want that relationship to look like? You know, we've been dating. I have hopes that we could, you know, come kind of a romantic view of we're going to be married our whole lives. Well, what would that look like? What do you do with the person that you're in love with and dating? You, you have deep conversations. They know you. You're yourself. Uh, you sacrifice for them. You look forward to being with them on and on and on and on, right? So I would, I would start that way. Like literally put yourself in a different frame of mind with it. And then start looking and saying, how do I how do I line up these relationships? And, and the the big question is always how, and the big answer is always you love Jesus, you love people. So if church is an in and out, if it's a you know I punched a clock, I threw my dollar in the basket kind of a thing, um, you're not loving Jesus, you're not loving people. And and when you get into those other metaphors, you have in order to make those work. If I'm you know my relationship with Heidi, in order to have a healthy marriage, I gotta love Heidi. Yeah, and I think. Those examples that are throughout scripture that you used help it make it that personal. Yeah. Because it's not it's not just like, okay, not an organization. It's a few steps more personal. It's family. 
and body right. and marriage, like these very personal things. And which is, a, what I tell you, and if you grew up in a broken home or if you grew up with a dysfunctional uh, marriage, these are the relationships you crave, right? So like Heidi and I are, uh, do CrossFit a lot, and a lot of our friends from oh, CrossFit. Yeah, well, you can probably tell. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but but um, a lot of our friends from CrossFit, we love that community in part because it acts a little bit like a family. You think about your roommate or the, the people you go to class with, right? Or maybe on your football team. It, it's a it's a family. You cr- so you crave that, and then we'll interact with the church differently. So this is a part of how God uses the church to meet our needs. It's part of what makes it come alive. And it, and, but it has to be organized. Said, I said this weekend, you know, you organize relationships. So you organize that. Like you organize the CrossFit box. We start, we start our wad at a certain time. You organize football practice. Practice starts. The team does this. You organize with your roommates. This is our dorm. So you can use that organization to enhance relationship. If you pull the relationship out of it, you have something you don't really care about, um, and you kind of interact with coldly. So, and, and we were taught we do that because we're taught to do it, and it's just the wrong view of God with it. The thought of our entire church understanding this concept is like lightning bolts through you. Yeah, like that would if if our church, if our sweet friends who attend here could really grasp this, it just changes the way that a church interacts. It changes the way that we serve. It changes the way this whole thing of loving each other and loving Jesus. Yep. It's just, woo, it's yep. just exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's what, it's what, Christ didn't die for an organization. That's overkill. He didn't die for us to come in and throw the money in the plate and leave. No, why, why did he need to, <laughs> we don't need to, he didn't need to die for that to happen. But to breathe life into an or, uh, into a relationship, it's a supernatural thing. So when it's the Holy Spirit bonds us, that's why I've had the privilege of traveling all over the world Everywhere I go, when I interact with other believers, instantly we're family. Instantly there's a lot of uh, – we go to, to, to Chad, Africa, which is one of the most violent countries in the world. And people always ask me, do I feel safe? And I say, as long as I'm with Chatty and believers, I do. Hmm. Because I know they would lay their life down for me. Yeah, and, and, and you vice feel versa. that and see that. A- and it's absolutely. like the family, the and, church. And it's wonderful. I, lo- I, I love them, you hmm. know, and they love me. And, and it's – it's the uh, the body of Christ functioning that way. So it's just, yeah, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. an awesome, awesome gift God has given us. So there was one other thing, Jeff, I wanted to circle with you during this conversation that when you said it, I like wrote it down and I looked at my husband and I was like, I mean, this was like, oh my goodness, I've talked about this so many times and I've struggled with this personally and I've tried to figure this out with my friendships. You said, okay, so the summary is we need to love each other as Christ has loved us. That's our command. That's what we're told. Right. But you made this very important distinction, and you said, all right, hold up. The word love, biblically and culturally, are very different. And you said, I'll just read to you what you said. You said, (laughs) biblical love is I love you by helping you understand God's heart, mind, and character. Yeah. Cultural. It does, yeah. (laughs) Cultural love is you accept everything that the person thinks, feels, and does because, like, you want to love them. Right. Can you just talk a little bit more about that? Like, why is this such a huge distinction? And I will just say, personally, I know it is a lot easier for me to, to do the cultural love because it's all feel-good. Yeah. And you talked about biblical love is, like, hard sometimes. I just want to hear more. I just love this distinction. So cultural love requires no sacrifice. Oh, no, none. You're you just know, lovey-dovey happy. Yeah, it's it's tolerance yeah. And, and acceptance in those terms both used incorrectly. And so um, I accept and tolerate whatever you think, feel, or, or do. 
And if you took that mindset and applied it to different things, you would not call it love. So we'll apply it to sexuality, gender, opinions. Take that same love and apply it to heroin. And you would not, I, I accept you, I love you, I'll, I'll make sure that you can do what you want. We would look and say, you don't, you're supplying them heroin? You're supplying them alcohol? If, if, if we define the behavior as destructive, we would never allow that definition to be love. Hmm. So God's definition is universal and requires sacrifice. So biblical love is I want to help you understand God's heart, mind, and character, how he loves you and thinks about you. And sometimes it's very easy. Uh, sometimes I just go give you a hug, tell you I love you, you know, and it's a reminder. Sometimes I have to intervene in your life. You're, you're on heroin. We're going to put together an intervention, and we're going to try to help you stop that. That's a biblical love. And then where it gets dicey is when I interfere in your life in ways you don't want me to. Oh, I know. It's so hard. Yeah. So your marriage is not healthy, or you're, you know what, you're very selfish with your roommate. Uh, all sexual identity is not godly right? Um, your heterosexual activity is not godly. It's, got, it's actually got nothing to do with whether you're gay or not. It's got to do with who owns your body and who controls it. Well, God has a voice in that. He has a truth about that. And, and so it's a different thing. Now, this is what happens. This is why everybody gets honked off about it, and I don't blame them. <laughs> I, I would too. <clears throat> we don't express godly love in a godly way. Hmm. So we scream it at each other. And you're a pervert, and you're a sicko, and you're this, and you're that. And, and that is as ungodly as the day is long, because Jesus goes on. He says, this is what love looks like. It's, it looks like laying your life down. So instead of me hating you and judging you and cutting you out of my life, I can still look at you, love you, accept you, and believe in you, but not just agree with whatever, whatever you think, feel, or do. Right, and the the one of the best images of this is like Alcoholics Anonymous. We love you, we accept you, but we will intervene. We don't want you to destroy your life this way. Right, we will point out that truth. We will show how this is harming you, and that whole biblical thing of and point you to God's heart, mind, and character. Right. So a Christian believes that any sinful activity, the Bible actually shows us what they are, is destructive to your soul that way. So that should that's what motivates us to point that out. Our tone, gentleness, and respect needs to change a lot of times. And it's not rejection. So I don't, I don't reject you because you don't view morality the way that I do, but I don't accept your definition of morality, right? So the culture would say, if you don't accept what I think, feel, or do, you hate me. That's not true. Um, the church would say, if you don't do what I want you to do, we've often said, then we hate you. And that's not true either. Or Jesus would say, I'm going to speak the truth. I want you to know I love you. I want you to know there's a path of destruction. I want you to know that there's a way of escape, and I'm right here with you. You know, I'll give my life to help you know that and walk through that. So it's mm. a very different thing. Well, thanks so much for helping us walk through that. I loved this conversation and the sermon. I know that it is ugh, unfortunately challenging for me and a lot that I'll be working through personally with this cultural love versus biblical love. So thanks for sharing that. And friends, thanks for joining us on this weekend's Weekend Extra. We will see you back here again next weekend. Mm -hmm.